Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Welcome everyone, welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. I'm joined by... Why, why, do you know why? It's because I hadn't scrolled up my notes, that's a good start, isn't it? I was looking at the <laughs> name of the director, so that would have been a good, that would have been a coup. <laughs> I'm joined by Paul from SB Film Viewers, uh, who also, I've got to throw this in very early on, he also did my beautiful, beautiful new logo. Yeah, it's still new, but I, I, I love it, it's great. And... At last, we're going to do some Halloween, uh, Halloween-esque, I suppose. We're doing mm-hmm. Soldiers, the 2002 Neil Marshall film, so I can't can't wait to get into this. I must just interject here and explain that we're reviewing Dog Soldiers. For some reason, my audio dropped out there. Not entirely sure why. And apologies, it's a shockingly, shockingly awful introduction. Um, I don't often add things in post, but... Stick with the episode. Gets a hell of a lot better. Uh, not the best intro from me. Apologies. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Paul. Good to have you. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to to uh, d- design your logo. Um, I know it's uh, it's it's something I enjoy doing. So uh, glad to help out whenever I can with people. Yeah, honestly, anybody give give them a shout. I I enjoyed it, and it was like feedback all the way as well. So that was mm-hmm. that was nice because I asked for some very strange things on my logo. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm glad to incorporate things. Obviously, it's your brand at the end of the day, so you, you want to have stand out there. Yeah, definitely, because there's, I mean, there's no shortage of film podcasts, is there? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to get into it. So Neil Marshall's, uh, it's not his debut film. I thought it was, but he did a film before this, apparently. Um, right. He's yeah. um, from Newcastle, which, to be fair, is why I think so many of the people, I'm not from there, by the way. Uh, which is that was more to the audience than you saw, <laughs> uh, which is why I think so many people in the film are from the northeast. Like I didn't realize how many till I watched it back, and mm-hmm. I started to kind of pick out like the guy who plays Spooner, Darren Moffat, he's from Hartlepool. Leslie Simpson, who plays Terry the Vomiting Cavalier, he's from Eston, which is in Redcar. Uh, Chris Robson, who plays Joe, he's in Newcastle. The camper right at the beginning, some South Shields. Uh, obviously, then you've got like Sean Pertwee from London and Ke- who plays the Sarge and Kevin McKidd, who plays Cooper, who's kind of the main character. He's from Elgin in Scotland. So, I mean, they'll throw a few different people in there, but uh, it's slamming doors. Uh, <laughs> always the way. It's been silent for hours. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so so obviously a cast from kind of the northeast primarily and then from other parts of the country. But nice to watch a film with some uh, some different accents in there and bit more close at home for me so that was nice yeah yeah it's um uh, the, the fact that they've kind of got this 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 variety of cast and and, and everything is, is is really nice to to to, to hear um and i also noticed um was it the is it liam cunningham who's from game of thrones is kind of like oh yeah i forgot he was in it really and sean, sean pertwee has the kind of like that soft spokenness about him but he's still like you know stern in what he says you know when he needs yeah. to be yeah 
Yeah, he's great. I've got it's funny because I was watching uh, a bit of the behind the scenes footage, and you forget because of how good his accent, how good his acting is. That yes. Liam Cunning is Irish. Now, when you watch the behind the scenes, it's like, whoa, that's that's your voice. Like it's really, yes. really, like really, um, really Irish, obviously. Um, yeah. And it, it it's like, whoa, okay, that's a surprise because obviously in Game of Thrones as well, I think he has a slight twinge of Irish in there, but it's yeah. nowhere near how he actually talks. So that was no. that was interesting. Yeah, same. It's I think he was standing more new new Newcastle, like in Game of Thrones, if I recall a little bit as well. I think. Um, yeah, but, yeah, they were yeah. going for like a northern thing, weren't they? In that because yeah. it was all supposed to yeah. be the north. Yeah. So the north, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they went for more kind of the Sheffield, Huddersfield type area, mm-hmm. uh, very you know, so Yorkshire it hurts type thing. Uh, yes, yeah. isn't a bad thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so for anybody who hasn't seen the film, and I feel sorry for you if you haven't, because it is, and I'm not kidding when I say this, it's one of the best werewolf films out there. Because we've had a lot of bad werewolf films. You know, there's like an American Wife in London, which is amazing. I'd put that mm-hmm, in my top film, yeah. to be fair. But then you've got a film like this, which I'm still... It's one of those films. I don't know about you, Paul. Like I say to people, they love horror or they love films. And I say, oh, have you seen Dog Soldiers? And they go, no, what's that? And I'm like, oh. Like, do you find that as well? Because I know I do. Yeah, I think the main ones are, when you say werewolf films, are like American Werewolf in London. Um, the Howling is another one that's, you know, the Joe Dante's film. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't, no, actually. I, it's on my list, you know, one of those films that I just haven't got around to watching. Yeah, yeah, I've got The yeah. Howling 3 somewhere on DVD. I don't know why, <laughs> but I didn't okay. want to jump in at 3. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. I can't comment on that one. But those are the the main two. Then, and then I think Dog Soldier's in, like, third ranking in terms of, like, other one, other than, like, The Wolfman and those kind of earlier films from, yeah, Hammer Horror type of thing and all um, before that. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I haven't really spoken to anybody who's... Like said, oh no, I haven't, I've I've not seen Dog Soldiers, so um, I think it's it's a well it's a well enough well known one and and it's a very solid one as at that as well for a British one as well. It's kind of nice to have that British connection going on. It is because I think cinema, although it kind of started as a, well, it didn't start as a British thing, but obviously we had like Ealing Studios and and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. Um, it, but then it obviously slowly but surely became America and Hollywood, um, for better or for worse. I know what I'd say, but um, so <laughs> um, whereas that real kind of classic British, there's still films out there that are. Um, there's the lady who does the Bennett Mike Beckham films. She did uh, Blinded by the Light as well. So there's the, hmm. you know, and obviously you've got like people like Richard Curtis and people like that who are continuing to kind of push that. Britishness, but but then again, to to use like Richard Curtis as as a he kind of does the whole Hugh Grant thing, which yeah is all right, kind of, but then it's not exactly inclusive of the entire part of the UK. No, um, it's it's more of London esque, isn't it? Yeah, I do yeah. I do like Richard Curtis's films to be fair, but yeah, I get I get what you mean. It's kind of like yeah that just side of the side of things really. Whereas this is more feel more grounded because it's like it's got a variety of people from all over the place and it's kind of feels more raw as it should be for the, the type of film that it is yeah and i think that's quite in- indicative of course of the fact that it's a it's a unit i mean they call it a squad but it's like a unit of british soldiers um yes who essentially get dropped it well it starts off to be fair i've got at the beginning i've got to say how good the beginning is i'd forgotten because i can remember it was about some people camping and i'm watching it and just how it, i was just amazed by how kind of inventive it was because 
obviously uh, since starting the film podcast, I watch a lot of films. I always did anyway, but I mm-hmm. watch them much more like analytically now. You know, to try and figure out. Oh, yeah, that's yeah well same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that I'm one of those people that goes, "Oh, I love the hue in this shot." I'm not that kind of person. Fair <laughs> play if you are. I'm just not. Um, but I love the beginning of this, um, where you know it's it's the 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 fella and, and his last and they're there, and she you know she's just like kind of joking with him and saying that he's, he's like I think he's got a promotion at work or something. And she gives him this little silver like knife, um, which is quite. It, it's if you've seen the film before, it's a little on the nose, but obviously, yeah. if you're watching it for the first time, it it would probably just kind of half pass you by. And obviously they're they're in they're in the the tent and the you know they're getting down to it and he starts to unzip her trousers, but then he stops and then the zipping sound continues, and they both look like what on earth and they look and the zip <laughs> on the tent is just getting like higher and higher, and it's re- and then she, obviously she gets ripped out and he gets spattered in blood. But I love how and in a lot of this in the whole film it's not over the top or exaggerated like you know when you watch some horror films and it's just hysterical screaming and you think who yeah who acts really like that yeah yeah i know what you mean i, I kind of find it funny how you obviously mentioned the zipping part like how the well was like just daintily like kind of like doing it as if like it's an actual person at that point and then suddenly it just goes all animalistic and everything and then gets down to it but i guess that's kind of the charm to it in, in a sense um, but yeah, it kind of goes straight into it. it. Doesn't like really mess around with the whole like oh the a big build up of such kind of like almost a quick introduction to the monster. But obviously it's kind of faceless at this point. But it's yeah, it's kind of like the straightaway build up into what you to expect really from the film. That's good. Yeah, yeah, and obviously for a lot of it, you get an awful lot of like howling. You don't see the werewolves for a lot of this, and even when you do start to see them. It's all shot from like beha- through the windows of like a grimy Land Rover, or in the dark in darkness, or obviously it's at night. But <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, camera flashes, and it's all done in a way to kind of, at least until the end, right at the end where it shows you them in full, to kind of keep that mystery up. And I've read some yeah. reviews that have kind mm-hmm. of, and opinions that have said, oh, it's just, you know, it's to stop looking at how kind of crappy the werewolves are. And I'm like, well, that's a bit unfair, because I know, yeah, I'm quite happy, like. Looking at the trivia, they they chose to do it. They actually picked dancers to do the werewolves to give them more of like a more of an like a a, a movement that they were quite graceful, which I thought was quite interesting. You could after reading kind that, of see that, see yeah, okay, getting, yeah, 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 see what you mean, yeah, because they they're quite like tall and kind of like yeah d- dancing around in a sense, yeah, yeah, rather than like really bulky and 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 typical that you might picture a wolf man being, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, point, yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite inventive of them, and the f- they decided to do that, do it that way because obviously, it was. I mean, three and a half million, I think it was back then, and which was mm. lower end of the budget. Now it would be kind of tiny. Um, they decided look, if we go for CGI, everyone's just going to judge the CGI and forget the film, which I think is a very clever way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all, and, I'm all for practical effects. Uh, yes. I think the director was as well. He was more like, um, yeah, if if we practical effects first and then if we have to we'll do cgi which is like yes all for that all for that yeah uh, anybody who's been watching my listening to my podcast recently knows mm-hmm. me and ben from film flag was gonna be doing about cgi so mm-hmm. y- you know our thoughts on it I, yeah i think yeah. it should be there to you know to enhance and take away you know safety wise and things i think when you get into creation it, it's 
it should only create so much. Look at a film like, a perfect example, I think, will be a film like Gladiator in the way that it's got a lot of practical, but then there's there's effect in there that you wouldn't see. But I mean, they might st- I haven't reviewed that yet. They might stand out a bit more now, like the Coliseum and I think a few of the times where he fights... I think it's one of the earlier ones before I was in the Coliseum and apparently they added like two like rows of people well like right you know. uh, yeah that's that's acceptable but if, when it, I think it might be more in your face like you say if it's a werewolf that's clearly like oh that looks really dated in terms of CGI then yeah it's not it's not very good but well, if it's costume stuff then in the dark then it's not so noticeable which is and it's fine. still real I'll, I'll still go for CGI that and sorry, I'll still no I won't. I'll still go for practical <laughs> effects. <laughs> yes. Slip there. I'll still go for practical effects that that look a bit you know, look a bit ropey, but it's real, it's actually there. People can react to it and act to it. With yeah, it. You absolutely. Know, you just yeah. look at some of the, some of the films that are made now where they just look oh just look at that mark on the wall. Yeah, and it's you think, where, oh. where, which yeah. It's funny because I forgot to mention this when I was talking to Ben, so I'm glad I get the chance to bring it up now. Sorry, Ben. Mm. Um where <laughs> Where I was reading about what Christian Bale said about being in—is it Thor: Love and Thunder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said how he kind of—not that he hated doing it, but how it just—it wasn't for him, you know, acting in front of green screen and things. Which I can see Christian Bale being that kind of guy. It'd be like, look, there's nothing for me there to. Yeah, that's he's he's he was the best part of that film, to be fair. Um, but I can totally understand him going for that uh, aspect with that. Like oh this is just what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he, he did he did he did well in it. I've heard, but I've not seen mm-hmm. it myself. Uh, no doubt I'll have to catch it at some point. Um, mm. but, and I loved how I don't know if I got to this point. I'll take a while to get to my points. How stunned and almost like frozen with fear the camper was at the beginning. You know, and I liked that again with the with the realism of it, or as realistic as you think people could be in that situation. I like films yeah. like this where they go, yeah, we know we're taking you a little bit. And they almost say it in the film, you know, between myth and reality, and we're going to go straight straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I like that. At the beginning, so it starts off, because um, anyone who doesn't know, I, actually, we'll go through it. I don't spoil it, because all the synopsis of this film just give you, like, what happens later on doesn't really give you much of the build-up. Yeah, yeah. So right. we see Cooper, um, and he's... Doing an exercise, well, you don't know it's an exercise, but you're doing an exercise to try and get into special forces, the SAS. And the captain is Captain Ryan, who squad he's trying to get on, unit he's trying to get into. And it, it doesn't work out because Ryan essentially says to him, Shoot the dog. And he, he he's like, No, I he's won't like, shoot. Yeah, no, like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And it's like, he's, he's he's being a bit of a monster there himself, really. It's like, you know, like, you, you've got to be a, a man about this situation. You can't be faltering. You've got to take matters into the hands right there and then and kind of thing it's just like a, yeah that, that's you you're you're the monster here really for making me kill an animal yeah. <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah um and he basically says uh, no i won't kill it sir i won't kill it for no reason i've got no issue killing the dog but not for no reason mm-hmm. and he says to him i don't need a man of conscience i need yeah. a man of action and i look that's another thing that i loved about the film was the script like the way characters talk to each other and it's so I don't think this is a day when it's such a manly film. It's such like yep. it, it's so unfor- it doesn't it's so not unforgiving, but it's like unapologetic as as a film should be because it's just a film. And th- I can imagine this is what soldiers are like—the dark humor. Because the directors, uh, like Dad and Granddad, were in the army, so he, he wanted it to be quite realistic in that respect. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of I think I read up about it, like this is when um, people were obviously in, in the army and whatever, what like they were watching this film and they kind of enjoyed it because of that. They kind of felt that realism in a sense to like how the banter would be between the troops and everything and all that kind of stuff and how they would just react with situations. So I guess it kind of works to that effect. So it's obviously good researching on the director's part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's that kind of dark humour. I've seen some people describe it as a dark comedy, which I think yeah. is a bit, you know, dark, which I think is a bit wrong. But I don't think <laughs> it's, it, it think it's got elements of humour in there, but it's, it's it's very dark because they're yeah. in such a dire situation. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. so after that, I mean, it, it does, it cuts the chase. There's no, there's no faff in here. There's no, I mean, it, the director of the Batman should have taken some tips from this film. There's, there's no, <laughs> there's absolutely no filler in here. It's like, you know, because at at oh, that's it. At, I didn't remember this, but at the same time, as the camp is getting killed, that's when Ryan, uh, when Ryan's doing his exercise with Cooper, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, two weeks later, and then it's yes, um, then we then basically a helicopter drops in with army on the side. Because <laughs> I laughed at because it looked a little bit. Uh, but I mean, they, they do have that, so I suppose. <laughs> Drops the soldiers in, and then that's it. You're right. You're right into it. You, you know, and it never it never leaves up because I was. And the only reason I looked at the time was because I was obviously I had to knock back the recording because I got back in from work late. But I, right, I looked yeah. and thought, oh, I wonder how long I've, you know I wonder how long I've been watching this for. Thinking, God, I'm going to be really late. Thinking I'd watched like twenty minutes. It was half an hour in. I thought, God, mm-hmm. that was quick. That was really quick. And not once did I think. Well, this is you know this is dragging a bit. Dragging, yeah, yeah. Um, it's surprisingly how well in terms of that as well, because you get some films like that. You say like, oh, it's just going on forever. Or it could be the opposite way around. It's like it just flies by really, and it's it's one of those films that just goes whoosh, sails yeah. through with the action and everything that's kind of going on with it. But yeah, it's really great. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was four weeks later. Sorry, <laughs> uh, in the Highlands oh. of Scotland, um, mm-hmm. it was actually shot in Luxembourg for funding and. Mm-hmm. purposes it was cheaper and i think they got incentives to film there and uh, you know we find out it's just an exercise and they're having all this banter because they're missing the england versus germany 2001 friendly football yeah. match over <laughs> my head with the, fo- the football stuff isn't there's no interest to <laughs> in me when this ban- this banter stuff so it's like yeah so there's, i mean there's a lot of football references throughout the film to be fair so it's kind of like it doesn't work for me in that sense but... <laughs> yeah yeah, it's well, it's the it's, it's a man's thing, isn't it? it men like football, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I quite I quite enjoy. I mean, a lot of the people from the northeast, it's like a religion up here. Not not to yeah. do down anyone's religion, but it is like a religion up here. It's what you hang your hat on, your football teams. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, it, it was great. And but then you get the story that Cooper tells him, but our oh, people have begun missing up here, and they're all like, oh yeah, of course. They're all thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, you're out, you pull my leg, trying to wind us up. But then. There's this story from from uh, Sean Pertwee's character, the Sarge. Is Harry G. Wells, H. G. Wells? But we don't. I don't think we hear that, or that we don't hear that at all. I think you only know it from the trivia or the, you know the the end credits. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just Sarge all the way through, and we find out he served in Kuwait in the first Gulf War, and he's he's the only one of the squad, the unit, to have any combat experience. And I know that from the the behind the scenes, because mm-hmm. there's another thing about this film they really did think about what they would the characters and what they were doing and because all the behind yeah. the scenes stuff it was like the making of and i watched it and i thought it was going to be about the pyro and, all, and then how they made things and all that. but it wasn't a lot of it was about the characters and about how they're all saying how like liam cunning's character is like this plummy english officer who's who's just awful and and all that kind of thing and i thought wow this is all about the characters and 
I miss films like this, but I won't start getting all depressed. <laughs> so Sarge tells this t- this story about one of his men who was killed um, when he stepped on a mine, but you know, and he tells this. I won't spoil it. He tells this story about a tattoo, and I was like, this, this is the kind of thing that that I that I love when you get these scenes between characters. Yeah, like these sentimental moments where yeah. you're kind of just like isolated. You're just sitting down and having a quiet, you know, having like a, a monologue or a dialogue between two. Yeah, I really, really appreciate those moments in, in films because it makes you just like sit. You, you're there to listen to them like you are. Those characters are sitting around a campfire, listening to the story that he's telling and soaking it in and everything. It's really, really nice. Yeah, for, I, for what despite the context of what it's about, but you, yeah, you get you my sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was uh, it was it was great. And then not, and then right at the end of this, a dead cow gets dropped on them. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> in the middle of a joke, and then just suddenly like oh, Jesus Christ, a bit like Monty Python type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we find out that uh, well, we see, um, we find out that Ryan's camp's been attacked. We kind of it's very quick, and then it's like a slash, and you see blood and. Mm-hmm. I like the way it's filmed because I'm one of these people I don't mind quickly edited films but when it's too much and I can't watch it properly for the fact it hurts my eyes. Um, <sighs> but this 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 uh, walks that line quite well, I feel. Um, yeah. And then a flare goes up and they're all like, oh, what's this now? Because they're all yeah. starting to get a little freaked out. No, we're not freaked out because they're soldiers, but they're starting to get a little bit unnerved. Like, this is not how this was supposed to go. Because before no. this, all they've been doing is moaning about we're missing the football oh. um, and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Which yeah. uh, I know Paul, um, Paul, Paul definitely kind of, I can, I can see from his face, he's he's like, yes, I know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it was it was this point where there's like black and white vision as well, when as like from the werewolf's perspective as yeah. well, isn't there? Just before the slashing as well, I think that was a nice, a nice aspect to that. Obviously, like, because... We're, we're to assume that, that, that they would be like colorblind like dogs are, I suppose. So, yeah, it's a nice touch, I suppose. Well, the the girl, the lady later on, the girl, alas, later on, she says they're seeing the dark. So I think mm-hmm. it's almost like a an infrared like a or like a night vision. Night vision, yeah. But it yeah. does come across as just like a black and white um, type thing, a bit like bats, I think. So it comes yeah. across like that. I think bats see mm-hmm. black and white, I'm sure they do. Um, so, yeah, and. So we get we get to that bit and there's just the script. Uh, there's a line about Red Riding Hood and it's like because they switch from uh, dummy rounds to uh, to real life ammunition. Life. They're like right, yeah, blanks. That's it. They go from blanks to, to real life ammunition and it and the Sarge is like right. If if you see Little Red Riding Hood, just chin her. And I just thought like you know this is this is great. This I just. Yeah, I, I miss films like this that just that they weren't afraid to just say it as it is. <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then they find Ryan injured. The rest of his squad's essentially been ripped to pieces. Yeah, which, which, to be fair, you don't see. There's not a lot of gore in this at the beginning. A lot of it's, yeah, there's a bit of blood. Well, there's quite a bit of blood. But it's never kind of over the top. Um, no. I don't think. No, I think it's just yeah. There's more like a, like I say a slash here and there, and um, I think it kind of gets more later on when the the sarge gets his guts ripped out. That's that's kind of a bit like, but yeah. it's it's not to a super ridiculous extent like some like Evil Dead or anything like that. But <laughs> no, definitely not. It's not like Dawn of the Dead territory. Or anything. Yeah, um, yeah, and then all he keeps saying, he keeps mumbling because he looks half dead. He's not like he's. They say if we don't get him inside, he'll die of exposure, hypothermia. 
he's really not in a good way. And he keeps mum, well, not mumbling, he keeps rambling. There was only supposed to be one. I can't do the I can't do the plummy English accent. I can try, but um, you know there was it's only okay. supposed don't to worry be one. <laughs> I usually try, but uh, we've just met. I don't embarrass us have that quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the radio's dead. But we find out later on. I think that's R- Ryan's done that on purpose because they find something inside their radio, like a mm-hmm. bug or something like that that's, yeah. that's killed their radio. And Ryan's squad's radio has been destroyed. And we'll find out the reason for that later on. But, you know, it's just very strange. They've got, like, tranquilizer darts, nets. And I, I was thinking, because he says, what are you on, like a goddamn safari? Like, uh, Cooper just doesn't understand what's mm-hmm. going on. And I'd forgotten this. I'd forgotten this aspect of it. So I, it's, I watched it back and thought, oh, this is deeper than I remembered. Yeah, it's 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 strange as well, because um, I'd not seen the film for quite a while. Uh, so it was, I'd had it as, a like, a DVD um, from way back in the day and then kind of been put away in the cupboard and then I got the 4k when it was now knew it was coming out and it's like okay this would be a great opportunity to revisit this again and <laughs> to be f- to be fair most I obviously remember like the, the first bit with the attack and everything obviously Cooper with the, the, the like, shoot the dog and everything and then obviously going into the woods and then it's sort of a bit of a blank part and up until they get to like their place where they reside for pretty much the rest of the film and then it was kind of like a bit of a blur at the, the end of how it all played out but it's it was the whole thing was really really fantastic how it all worked but yeah yeah i've been i've not been saving this film but you know when there's a film and you think i can't wait to do that but i'll save yeah. it and then when yeah. we were discussing halloween like halloween and, and episodes themes yeah i was like yeah there's only one film i want to do <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely love this one and then there's there's a lot of homages. Like even the director Neil Marshall said that he he thinks he kind of went a bit over the top on it. I don't think he did. I think that he, there's a lot of references to other films in there. You know, there's a lot. Of, there's a Star Trek reference. There's a lot of references to Zulu, not just in the lines, but also in the actual action where they're breaking through the walls. And I love that film, so I, I I'm all for it really. Um, and you know, it's almost word for word at a certain point. You know, where he says, you know, shut up like a good gentleman. You're scaring my lads. Which, oh, is, right. which is almost word for word what Colour Sergeant Bond says to the very, very drunk vicar in, in the uh, in the film Zulu. And if you haven't I, seen I, it... I, I, I haven't seen the film, so I, I don't know much about it, to be honest. It's a, it's a great film. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been meaning to do a film. I've been meaning to do a review of that for a while, but I'm going to do it alongside... I want to do like a historical... A review, but also with the historical events behind it. Because sure. I think if you just did a review... Because of the subject, you leave yourself open to stuff. So I think if I, if I can do a historical... Yeah, a bit more, yeah, quite in-depth, yeah, I suppose. Puts it yeah. more into perspective. Because um, there's so much to go into on that film. Like, it was filmed in South Africa during the apartheid. Oh, there's all sorts to go into. Um, where was I? Yeah, oh, yeah, the guy, the guy runs straight into the tree branch. That's just like, oh, I mean, part of me was thinking, could you really impale yourself that much? Mm, but yeah. I, I don't... To be fair, I let them off because I think... When I read the trivia, apparently he that that um, soldier was supposed to get killed, like falling off a cliff or, or getting ripped in half and thrown off a cliff or something like that. And they kind of decided it was a it was a bit much or whether they, I'm not sure whether they couldn't do it or, or they're running out of time or whatever. But they just they kind of went for that. But I do like the yeah. way it's shot though that he's like running. It's like ooh, because yeah. I mean there's a similar similar death of a soldier falling off in um, 28 days later he gets killed like that. Except he runs uh, into Killian Murphy with a bayonet, so, uh, you know, so yeah, close. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I think there was a, this shot as well. If I remember it rightly, it was um when he, he's the guy. You can see the the wolf claw like reflection in the, the the guy's eye in the close up of the pupil as well. I think that was kind of a nice like uh, piece of cinematography there, like the way that kind of shows like is again it's like a oh my god the fear in his eyes when he sees what's coming but we kind of still don't really get to see what he sees kind of just out of focus in us in a sense yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I, love, I love things i like that. shots like that yeah yeah like clever ways of show, revealing or not revealing the monster yeah yeah i mean it's imaginative when something's done in an imaginative way it can really uplift it and I know it's mm-hmm. a really like it's a cliched example because it's really well known, but it's well known, so it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, it's like the shot in Jaws, you know, when Alex Kintner gets killed, and you get that yeah. zoom straight into into you know the chief's face. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The that's, music that's and so it's, good, and it's yeah. just like that. That's exactly what that's exactly what we mean in terms of sometimes a shot or music can just really sell something. So yeah, yes, I, I thought that was it's quite inventive. I'm surprised, you know, for like a guy's second film, it's impressive. Like if you watch this, if it came out now, uh, you'd be you'd go this this guy's got some talent. You know that this is so well put together. Like, I think he edited it as well. So you think <laughs> first time he edited the film, you think really, <laughs> really, you know, um, quite impressive. Uh, yeah, and then obviously the Sarge gets his guts ripped out, which was which was quite nasty. Um, and I again, I love the the black and white werewolf view as well. Um, and, and then when they turn up, I don't know if you picked up on this, um, yeah. because I didn't until I started thinking about it. Um, watching it analytically, I was thinking, why is why is it laid out for dinner? Because I knew that spoilers that the family, the the farmhouse they end up in, you know, their kind of animal, yes. their rock strip, that is the the werewolf's house, that their family yes. house when they're you know human, and. The, the the table's set for dinner and there's like soup on the stove and you're thinking, what? Yeah. No, it tastes like pork. And it's like, oh, especially later on when you see the bodies downstairs, you're like, oh, I think I know what that soup is and I don't think it's pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost a very like uh, storybook quality, like Gold, yeah, like the Goldilocks kind of stories. And oh, like, oh, this food that's just laying out for me and just, it just happens to be, you know, soup's yeah. ready. Kettle well, boiled, yeah, well, cozy we, beds. Yeah. yeah, well, we get that. We get that line, don't we, about Red Riding? Yeah, we, we do. Get yeah. The line later on where Sarge says they figure out it's their house, and he basically says, "Cost are annoyed." In so many words, you know, we're we're sleeping in their beds, we're eating their dinner. It's just like the Goldilocks, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's been eating my dinner type thing? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and <laughs> and there's the bit where um, Spooner is talking about um, it's like Zulu rocks drift, and the other lad is just like. You're bloody loving this, aren't you? And I just, I thought that I was just like, yeah, that, like I thought that was great. Like just this great, like little moments between characters that really ground a film and sell it. Like, I'm all for films like this. Well, not all the time. There's nothing wrong with you know a speed or, or you know a film like that. There's nothing wrong with a bit of action, but I think films like this just are just that little bit better in in, in my eyes. This is the kind of film I point to when people kind of go, oh, "Why? What do you want from a film?" And I'm like. <laughs> This. Something like this. Something yeah. like this. Yeah. When's the last time we got a film like this? I know it's it's it's. I don't know if it's just because it's more of a, a British film in itself that's that it's done this way, and that we obviously like we can as people from England kind of like relate to, and it's in that sort of humour or that style of dialogue. Whereas obviously, like you know, American, we, you know, we're, we're in American culture is very much engrossed within us because a lot of films come out from there, and it's yeah. 
it's probably they, they say the same thing because they, they like may like a, an American film more because it's from America or you know like same for anybody from their own country yeah. but I think there's 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 something about that 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 kind of makes maybe it's just it breaks the mold in a sense from like the normal what kind of Hollywood churns out I suppose perhaps I don't know if there's there's something in that maybe and that's why it makes these these little gems quite special really when you yeah. kind of see like the level of creativity that a british director can do um, yeah I don't know. <laughs> no yeah. no it, and i think it also it when you're low budget or you, you you're more indep- more independent you it forces you to be more creative because you can't just go oh, well we'll just cgi it in or we'll just it makes you more mm. creative it forces you to think right what can i do what can i how can i do this um which i'm all for and I, I just, yeah, and maybe, maybe it's because, maybe it's because we're British, or maybe we enjoy these things a bit more. I don't know. It's just like I said, I'm not a big fan of Captain America. And someone was like, "Who was a, po-, you know, someone on podcast with said, oh, well, you're not American." And I thought, yeah, okay, there's a, there's a point in that that I kind of don't. I can enjoy the films and I can watch them, but I don't get what Captain America means in terms of how it feels. You know, I know that's a bit deep for Captain America, but you know what I mean. It's that yeah, kind yeah. of. I'm trying to think of a British equivalent, but and all I can think of is Dad's Army, which is a bit random. But it's it's that kind of it's that kind of thing. It's it's difficult. It's different cultures, isn't it? And I know, I know we think America and, and the UK or Britain or whatever are quite similar, but they're very different. Well, America is different from itself. All the different states, and they are huge. That's true. Um, yeah. And again, with you know, um, just just the humour in this as well. Where where you know he decides as he goes to it out he gets drunk which apparently Sean Pertwee was while they filmed this because he said to the director oh, can I have a few drinks before I do this scene and uh, he came back and did that and the director was like I don't know how many a few were but apparently he was pretty he was pretty drunk because it's very convincing because you we've all seen films where a character is meant to be drunk and it's like oh my god and what are they doing you, you can tell it's just so over the top and, and... yeah like oh man I love you yeah kind of that kind of stupid yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whereas, yeah, I get what you mean with this. Yeah, I can totally believe that. But I like that also the British thing of, I think it's like cups of tea all round type of thing, you know, when they can let's have a brew. Yeah. That solves everything. The table. Solves everything. I, I once yeah. read somewhere, I can't remember where it was. Was it to do with a film I'd watched where a character, there's something really terrible going on, the character just goes off to make tea and doesn't say anything. And apparently that's kind of the British way when we don't know what to do. Yeah, cup of tea solves tea. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We just go off and make a cup of tea. Actually, I think it was when I was researching way back when I did a little mini episode, which was like, which was, what was it called? The United States of Ass Kicking Coffee, because it, it won a, it won a poll. It was either that or the Great British Tea or something like that I've made up, um, with Eric from the Fifteen Minute Podcast, if I if I remember rightly, and it was about that because I read articles about tea and how kind of such a British institution it is even though it's not from here, but <laughs> that's another story. Uh, but yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the kind of thing. Apparently that came from a lot of what soldiers said, that it doesn't matter where they were, they would make a cup of tea. So, you know, and if it was the Americans, like you watch Band of Brothers, it's all, we'll make a cup of joe or whatever. So maybe, maybe, you know, it's that kind of comfort, isn't it? You know, you can't be home. Yeah. Well, even though they might be in Scotland. but um, And I just love that it's like just these really like, funny comedy moments in there but that are kind of realistic at the same time like where Spooner's hammering it at the door like 
nail things up and like, the werewolf sticks its hand through the little broken glass part and he just without missing a beat he just like whacks the heart like smacks the hand with the hammer and uh, that had me really laughing because I just thought that's just such a random a random thing <laughs> yeah 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 um I think there's a, a, a fun, fun a, an intentionally funny part is when um I think the the dog that's in the house the actual dog uh, is it Sam the sheep the, the sheep yeah. dog I assume and and it's it's kind of like pulling out uh the Sarge's guts like you know yeah. like it's pulling like a chew toy type of thing and it's yeah. like very very uh, again that seems like uh, Sam Raimi type of Evil Dead kind of yeah. vibe <laughs> to that or something I think again it's like there's very humorous. I'm like, you're like, what are you doing? This is my insides you're playing with here. It's when he's telling the dog to like, F off, F off. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just great. Um, but it's funny because it, talking about shots in films and your perspective of watching them. Now, I would have put money on the fact that it's the guts that the dog's trying to chew on, right? Because they're like sausages and stuff, which apparently yeah. they tried, but they went off and stunk. Anyway, um, the dog's actually not. They decided it was meant to be guts at first. And then they decided, you know what, we'll just have it be the bandage because the guts is a bit much. Hmm. But then I remembered it being the guts, but it's not. It's just bloody bandages. But when you watch it, I think your brain thinks, oh, so isn't that funny? Like, it, oh. yeah, like it's actually the bandage. It's like a blood soaked bandage the dog's chewing on. But it looks like, obviously, it hurts him because it's attached to, like, it's attached around him. Uh, okay. But yeah, I did, like, but it still is pretty. <laughs> It's like what you yeah. do, get away. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I must have missed that one. I think I mean, I, I didn't. I watched this. Um, I think last last week when I had a moment to to go over it. So yeah, my my my, my mind might be a bit fuzzy on that. But <laughs> I guess I I just assumed it was gut. I was, it was his guts he was blown out. But there we are. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's only because I did. And then when I watched it, yeah. when I watched it again, I was yeah. reading the trivia for. Yeah. And I only finished it like twenty minutes ago, which helps. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I looked and I was like, oh. I was like, oh yeah, it's it, it is the actual bandage, but it, I don't know, maybe your brain, yeah, I don't know, I think, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, I just thought it was good, and I think I think to be fair, Spoon's probably the best character in this. Um, it's like that part where they say, oh, we need someone fast and loud, and they all all the characters just look at him, and he's like, what? <laughs> you, what? Yeah, like, you want me? Yeah, it's like what, what, what? Uh, I just, I just, I love that, and then the the bit where. Um, he has to go and run out and set light to something. He, oh no, he's the decoy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah he, he starts is. chanting, "Come and have a go if you yeah, think you're hard enough." Yeah, enough. yeah <laughs> like another football, football. Come on, um, you yeah. beauty, and then yeah, yes. exactly. And he climbs back up the rope, and she's helping him. She's like, "Move your something, ass soldier." Oh, so on anyway. Yeah, move your backside, soldier. Uh, and he he climbs back up, and he's like, oh, "I love it when a posh bird talks, uh, posh bird talks dirty." <laughs> and I was just, I thought, this this guy's brilliant. And then the fact he has it like there's fist fights with werewolves, not just one. There's the, yeah. the guy who's in the he get, manages to get the car. Joe gets the car, um, and then he's sat there. And then there's just this, and you think, oh, he's got the car. They're gonna like make a run for it. And then it's just this breath from behind him. Yeah, and he's just the typical like, cliche, like you know, oh, the killer's in the back of the car yeah. with me, kind of thing. But yeah. it's a werewolf. <laughs> like, I just oh, look, yeah, this... The fact there's just a werewolf sat in the back. Um, and he's like, you're you're right behind me, aren't you? Like I just, yeah. I just thought that was great. Um, <laughs> and he obviously he's like, come on then, and he just jumps in the back of it. What you? Uh, to be fair, he probably knows he's dead. At least he goes out with a bit of yeah. You know, go try and fight your way out of it. I suppose or do some damage. I suppose, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
That was I, don't th- I don't think I'd, I'd, I'd try and run away if it was me. I'd be like, try and stop the door as quick as possible, <laughs> but there we are. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'd be jumping in the back of it, to be fair, perfectly honest with you. Who wants to be on the back seat with a werewolf? Um, not, not, not what we want, really, yeah. is it? Um, <laughs> and then we find out from Ryan, obviously, because they're all fed up at this point, and we find out that she... Oh, the, the, anyway, they, they get out of that situation with the werewolf um, at the beginning because this Land Rover pulls up, and it's this Megan character who's like up there for research, and she <laughs> she tells them all this stuff. Now, some people think it's a bit of a goof, but I actually think she's just lying to them. But I also kind of think, well, you're fr- you're all from the UK, so you should know this is ridiculous. Nowhere in Scotland is four hours from anywhere else. Like I mm. could drive to London in that amount of time. Uh, well, yeah. the outskirts of London, then take another hour to get mm. in. But you know, yeah. I could I could drive to Scotland in about two, so I thought there's no way any like the UK is not that big, Scotland's not that big, so no, no, no. It's a little bit like, oh, really? Is that what you're trying to tell us that four hours? There's nowhere, there's nowhere within fifty miles. That's a bit unrealistic. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's not. It doesn't. It's not important. But I think she's lying to them. To be fair, I think she's just because we find out later on she's not part. She's like become part of the family because she went up there really? to do research. I think she's. Just lying to them. I don't. I don't know what you think. Do you? Do you agree? Or yeah, no. I mean, I didn't really think about that too much. To be to be fair about the distance, really. But I should have maybe thought because of the fact that when um comes when it comes around to the where we're going away for the uh, honey honeymoon or mini moon, uh, we're driving up to Edinburgh, and that's about four hours uh, drive from here. So um yeah yeah there's there's got to be yeah it's a shorter distance if they're already technically in the. A bit of Scotland and it's like yeah, it's a bit yeah. When you think about it a bit more, it's a bit like it doesn't make sense. But um, and then it's yeah, you might be. Th- I kind of forgotten weirdly the fact that w- what her intention was with it, but you know, what her role was player, whether she was actually I've kind of forgotten in a way that she was part of the the werewolf clan in in a sort of roundabout way so it's kind of like oh yeah and I think kind of at the back end I kind of remembers that yeah, that that she was involved somehow so it's... I think what she's trying to do is she's she's trying to get away from them and she cause she, yeah. she doesn't want to be one and she wants to get away from them we yeah. don't know whether she's she's gone up there to research them and she gets she's got infected accidentally or whether she's been turned by them or whatever mm. I, I yeah. like I like the fact we don't get any ex- I like the fact they don't tell us I, I, yeah I like it when films do that when they go well this is what it is. Because mm-hmm. in that situation, you wouldn't have a little cozy sit around the fire going. So, so when did you become a werewolf? Because I think you know films nowadays. Some some films nowadays, I should be fair, are, are guilty of treating the audience like we're stupid and having it spoon feed us. Yeah, a lot of exposition and all. Yeah, explaining oh, this is what's happened at this point. Yeah, and da, 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 yeah. Just yeah. Sure, don't tell us. Don't tell yeah. us this character is the bestest ever person in the world. Or the bestest ever fighter tell us t- shows what they can do. We make our own mind up from that. But um, mm-hmm. I, there are some modern films I like. I'm not a complete like Grinch. <laughs> uh, oh, they're making a horror horror film version of the Grinch as well because they've just made the Winnie oh, the Pooh. I'll have, one, to, I'll have to tell if that's if that's true. I'll have to tell Sophie that Abs- she won't be best impressed. But. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I mean, uh, can you beat Jim Carrey's The Grinch? I doubt it. I'm saving that. Well, Sophie thinks. Sophie thinks uh, not. You can't. But I, 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 I think the that that very short one, the actual cartoon one, I think is is, is above that. But that's, that I've one, only seen that, that recently. The new. I've not seen that one. The newer film. 
Oh no no no! I mean, I'm talking about the like the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the really oh, like yeah. what twenty yeah. minute one or whatever it is from you know back in the day. Yeah, the, the yeah that that one. And I think there's a clip yeah. of that in Home Alone too. So I know yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that film as well. Saving that one for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. And then we find out from 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 all this that she knew Ryan, and because Ryan's already been up there with his team. Yeah. Um, and she was there like researcher, and he's he's used them as bait he's used yes you know um well it's not cooper's team it is at this point but he's used that unit and he's like why did you pick us and he's like well i i remembered you and it's like oh, all right then. so he's remembered him and gone, yeah, well. <laughs> so and uh, and and then i love the bit where the uh the sarge smacks him one and then he pops up in his eyes and he's like, whoa, I didn't hit him that hard. <laughs> and then he starts to, and I like the fact of transformation. All you see is like these claws, claws. just yeah. grinded along the top of this kitchen yeah. table, this wooden kitchen table. And he just drops below. And all you hear are these like, um, these, the shirt ripping and you hear noise, you don't see it. And I mm-hmm. like that because we've seen transformations in films, a lot of films. I don't think you're going to top you know, an American wife in London. So well, you shouldn't no, even absolutely, try. absolutely not. No, you no. shouldn't try because it's always going to get compared. So yeah, and it was. I, I'll, sorry, sorry, no. I, I on on just on that is the fact that when you when you get round to see the howling, I'd be interested to know like what you make of that transformation of the wolves because it, it that is a bit feels a bit more tedious than what the American werewolf in London transformation is in a way. It's kind of like a. Mm, it's not as good as what I'll say, or I'll say yeah. to that, but um, yeah. Sorry. No, 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 I will have to track that one down. Um, yeah. I, another reason why I like doing this because I got loads of. I end up watching films that I would never have chosen to, fill, to watch. Yeah. The whole Defending Yourself series, I ended up watching films like Pooty Tang and. Which was, was alright, I didn't didn't mind that one, but what was the one that I got to watch, which was just horrendous? Oh, A Night of the Roxbury. Jesus, that was awful. Uh, you don't worry. You don't want to hear it. You don't want okay. to know what it is. Um, <laughs> Will Ferrell's in it, but that doesn't mean it's good. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just it's awful. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's like another one of the scenes that we get between two characters. So you get you get the the Sarge upstairs uh, played brilliant now at Sean Pertwee, and you get um, Cooper, and they're talking to each other. And at this point, they know. He moves his bandages and his like guts are pretty much healed. Like there's a few little scratches, and he's like, "That's not normal." Mm-hmm. What's ha- what happened to Ryan is happening to me. He says the squad's yours, and he's trying to say to him like in so many words because it's very manly. They don't they don't say it outright. It's very as soldiers would most probably be. Uh, that it's an analogy about going to the toilet, which I can't do justice by describing. It, so you just you have to watch the um, watch the film. But they're basically just he's trying to say to him look don't give up yet and he's saying I'm not giving up but I just didn't make it out this time mate. I just didn't make it out and he says there's one more thing you should know about come on mate sometimes the people you kill are your own men and he's he's essentially saying to him that there's no good way out of this there's no, no way that we can all get out of this and unfortunately that's something as the person in charge you're going to have to, uh, to to cope with and I, I thought that scene like, the scene where I thought if someone told you about this film, like if you're listening to this podcast or any anybody's reviewed Dog Soldiers because people love it and it's, it's quite well reviewed out there, people 
you'd probably think, oh, it'd probably be okay, you know, but it, it won't be really kind of deep or really meaningful. There won't be anything that stays with me, but that's not true at all. I'm, I, I hope I'm not overselling it, but I, I, I think it's great. I, do you kind of just, did you find that in some of the scenes as well, watching it? What, the, the, the connection that with, 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 um, how how it came across with like a real more, more deeper meaningful yeah yeah like how there was more emo- how there was uh, more emotions in it than than, I, than I'd expected or that I'd even remembered yeah no I get I get what you mean yeah yeah because again it's all they're, they're kind of like a family unit aren't they really at the end of the day it's the squad and there's there's always that connection you your, your brothers really your brothers in arms really um and yeah there's I mean obviously not like a oh tear jerking type of m- m- moments or anything like that f- for me or anyway but. Um, it was it, it was definitely there's a lot of heart to that, despite the fact that again it's supposed to be a manly film with manly actions and everything, and you're like, you know, the kind of stuff that they they say in the army, you know, girls' blouse. I think it's what I meant to say. Sorry, oh, uh, yeah. I think he mentions that <laughs> earlier on in the film, no, and it's, then it's, it's like, yeah, it's the it's none of the soldiers do. It's the the woman who says that to her husband. Uh, I think it's her husband at the beginning. The campus. Oh yeah, says right, something. Yeah. She's like, "Are oh, you big girls' blouse?" Which that's, I haven't yeah, heard yeah. in ages. Um, <laughs> But no, that yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut your point off. Oh no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then then I uh, like um when the charge is on the bed and he's like, "Can't knock me out," and he's um Cooper's <laughs> like doing it's like, oh, "Come on, come on, hit me hard, hit me." Is that all you got, you pussy or whatever? And yeah. he like belts him. It's like, oh gosh, yeah. Again, it's like you you're not doing this hard enough. You've got to be more manly about the situation. It's really got to be, yeah, yeah. put but, a full force into it. Yeah, but then again, I don't think there's anything in this that you could. Oh, I'm sure somebody would, but there's not. There's nothing in this that stands out that kind of all oh, that age badly. Just, no, no. There, there I, I, I was no. thinking that as well when I was going back through my notes and looking at extra stuff, and it's like, yeah, you, you're right. There's not much like going, oh, yeah. Maybe the maybe the football stuff with the, the obviously like England Germany game, but again, who's to say that could be oh, what any point really if if yeah. if they were still playing. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's. There's well, no, I don't think there is. I mean, I, th- I think it. There's certainly no like slurs. There's no not that I look into this stuff, but with it being an army film and very kind of macho, you'd you'd think some people might think, oh, I bet there's, yeah, there's lots of swearing, but there's no, yeah. there's like, there's none of that kind of, there's no jokes towards any anybody in particular or any kind of group of people in particular, which is sometimes fine in films. Um, mm-hmm. And, and from a group of soldiers, it's quite it's surprise. Oh, no, they're not real soldiers, but you know what I mean. It's surprising, but I mean, yeah, there's just there's just a lot of kind of taking the mick out of each other, which which I quite I quite enjoyed. But yeah, I love that part on the bed where he's just like, "Hit me!" and he just hits him. He's like, "Is that?" He's like, "You pussy!" Is that it? And he just whacks him and belts him straight out. Uh, but he actually did hit him on the second one, apparently. <laughs> but he was that drunk; he didn't feel it. So there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So stone cold out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then th- that scene where they're at the window talking, and he says to him, "You know, when I signed my life away on that dotted line, I, I meant it, I meant it." And you just—he's like, "I'm a professional soldier," and I was like, "It's a brilliant scene, like just, just a character that's just true to themselves, and, and you you get exactly what they're all about." Um, there's like no cliches in this. Like, you know, when you watch a lot of things with soldiers or war films, it's like, sometimes you can be like, "Oh, you're the so-and-so one, you're this one, you're that one." Yeah. Um, there's like there's just none of that. Like I watched what was the film I watched recently? Overlord, uh, which is like an American. It's set in the second. It's like 
right. it's like Band of Brothers meets The Walking Dead. It's like okay, it's not great, but a lot of people seem to love it. Like, but I just watched it and was like, oh no, it's it's not, it's not for me. But that's kind of similar. That might be worth to check out actually. I can't really make mm-hmm. my point if you're not. But yeah, it's my own fault. But yeah, overall, no, but if, I, you've not, if you've not got Yeah, but I get what you mean Like in terms of all these guys that seem to be on level playing field in terms of how they are. There's not like, a, oh, you're the one who's really scared about being in the army. I don't want to be here type of thing or anything like that. It's, <laughs> it's none of that kind of stuff or the really cliche stuff that you might have in, say, an American squad. I don't know, but... Yeah. Um. But but, but they all have they still do have their personalities of their own, I suppose, in, in how they, they speak and act and everything. But yeah. yeah, they're all kind of yeah. Well, there's that one bit at the beginning where one of them is on the helicopter. He's like, I don't want to get off, and he like drags him off. But then you you find out in about a minute's time it's because he doesn't want to miss the football. Which I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Um, it's yeah. nothing to do with like he's not frightened or anything. Yeah. And then Spoon ends up. There's like three of them left. It's the Sarge. Because uh, Ryan turns into a werewolf, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you've got like three of them left. Or she turns into a werewolf, Megan. Um, and that's the reveal. That, oh, this is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, we're right. in trouble. Um, that's a good That's a good shot as well. You know, when she steps back and all the werewolves rise from behind her because she's opened the door and let them in. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great shot. I really, mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, so then there's three of them left. A spoon uh, it gets caught downstairs. And just basically got, he's just throwing everything, he's just throwing plates, everything, hitting it with a kitchen knife. Uh, but then obviously, he's doing all right, but then another one turns up and he's kind of just like, he's just like, I hope the, the best, probably one of the the best mm. final lines I've ever and, seen in the film, just yeah. like, I hope I give you the shit. <laughs> you, what does he say? You, <laughs> you fucking win, but he spits at it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's Something one like way that. to go out. That's one way to go out. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then something that's gone like really unseen in the film. Well, not unseen, but there's a few bits where that Megan character uses like a, the flash to keep them away because I, I presume they've got very sensitive eyes with all that kind of thing. Yes. With yeah, yeah. night vision and, and whatnot. Um, it kind of stuns them and they, they get out of the way. That, that <laughs> this shows you, I mean, if it, it's probably one of the only things that shows you how old the film is. In the, <laughs> towards the end, these uh, Sarge is like Cooper. You've got to get out of here. He's telling them, get out of here. Go hide and get in the cellar. Get out of here. You've got to tell them what happened to my men. And he gives him the Kodak film. And I was like, oh, that's about the only thing that shows mm. like how old of a film it is. Can you imagine trying to get that developed now? You'd be like, oh, I know. Like, you'd have to find a specialist yeah. shop. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, it'd be nowadays, but here's a USB stick or <laughs> take my phone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then. Uh, Sarge uh, get gets you know gets the pitch of his wife out because uh, his eyes start to, his eyes started to go and he's he's really struggling and kind of remained human at this point and he takes out the the gas pipe and cuts it and he, he he's trying to get it lit and they smack the light out his hand and then he just wangs the um, or hits the Americans he yeah. hits the <laughs> the little spark um, and the house just goes up now I'm not sure if it's a miniature because I've, I've I haven't quite watched the end of the making of. I think it yeah, might be. Um, yeah, I, I think, the, if I'm right, I think I did check that out. I think, I know the, the cottage was kind of like built up in terms of like, you know, like it wasn't actually obviously the layout was kind of done in a way that I think, I think there were some miniatures. I'm, I might be wrong in that, re- remembering it wrong, but I think there's, there's, there's some element to that, I think, yeah. to, to reflect on that. So Well, the, the, they just built the front of the cottage and then they mm-hmm. built, they, yeah. did, they didn't build like, 
all that's why you yeah. only see it from one angle. You see different yeah. angles from inside, but yeah. it's kind of very claustrophobic and it's very it's it's things that you've seen in a lot of films. You know, they end up in a location since like Night of the Living Dead in nineteen sixty eight, you know. You yeah. get stuck in one place, they nice. board up the windows. It's a lot of stuff you've seen before, but that that does not hamper it in the slightest. And oh, I'd forgotten as well. I don't know if you yeah. had that. The whole bit where Ryan comes back at the end, uh, uh, the, the werewolf, um, Ryan appears at the end with the sword sticking through him, and oh, the mm. sound that oh, I'm shivering thinking about it. The sound of of uh, sword on teeth is like oh, like oh, that's like yeah. that bit's like oh god, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, that, that made me pretty much cringe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just... And then obviously he... I oh, finds the little silver... The little silver knife. And he, That's right, and yeah. And he knifes yeah. Uh, Ryan with it and then shoots him in the head. They think it's all over it is now. It is now another football yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the 1966 World Cup. Anyway. Um, and I just, and that, that's where it ends. And he, he, walks, he walks away with the dog, of course. With Stan. the dog, yeah. Like yeah. a super... Like a... Yeah, like a hero type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we see like a really. Tr- I don't know if international viewers would get this, but it's a really trashy. It's kind of meant to be like a really, a, t- a really uh, like a tabloid, a really trashy tabloid that no one would yeah, believe. Think kind yeah. of like the National Enquirer in America type thing. Um, yeah, the Express Mail. I think it was. It was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's like it's like England five, Germany one. And then yeah. it's like, big, tar- yeah. big, oh, and then a the footnote bit, at the yeah. bottom. By the way, werewolves. Werewolves yeah. ate my yeah. platoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's kind of how it ends. And it shows you cl- all the photos of of all the different like werewolves, that, the shots they've taken throughout the film. And mm-hmm. that's how it ends. Now I just yeah, like, this is what a film should aspire to be. Like I'm not expecting them all to be this good, but just know you don't need loads of money to. I, I, probably my biggest issue with films now is that. There's not a lot of room for films like this because it's everything's so everything has to make a billion. Everything it, it's all it it. I know what you mean. I think it's everything's got to be sort of like part of a f- existing franchise now. It's no got to play it safe. Like oh, you know, Marvel they've got resources to work from, you, you, and the films like this where you you've got to take a bit of a risk to reward yourself at the end of it. It might not work. It might. It might do, but you don't know. But then, so we well, let's do like another Disney remake because we know that'll get, get the money in. Yeah. And it's like, and then the people wonder why people are complaining about like how rubbish it is because it's like, well, this is nothing original because yeah. you're just rehashing what was fine to begin with. But there we are. Yeah, and there was a, and I think that the change from like physical media to, to digital media has, oh, has had a big impact. I think there was, yeah. a, was it sure it was, was it Matt Damon? Sure, it was Matt Damon who talked about DVD sales. There was a clip that went around Twitter mm. and a few other places that's well worth a watch, where he basically mm. explains a lot of your income used to come from royalties from DVDs. It didn't matter if a film didn't do amazingly well; it would bring it back in DVD sales. It's some of the most successful yeah. films, like the that's Shawshank how a lot Redemption of the, did that. The, the cult, yeah, the cult classic yeah. stuff, you know, thrived from that really. Yeah, yeah. but that's, yeah. that option is not there anymore, no. um, unfortunately. I mean, I'm doing my best buying DVDs, but it's, it's the uh, yeah the the backsides for that bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah that that was that was that was pretty much the end of my notes. I I thoroughly enjoyed the film. And um, was there anything else that that you'd think I missed? Yeah, yeah. I think the, let me just check. There was one. The um the only 
couple of things were more like just like I think there was another term of slang, I believe. I was said I've got it written down. This is bone, oh, bone, which yeah. is mean mate meaning meaning naff or not good, basically. Yeah, like which I I've not I've known said but this is bone. Like like apparently what, it's what army, does that mean? It's British army slang apparently. It's it's ah, not, um, okay. It, yeah, it's not a northeast thing. It's uh it's it, okay. an army. It's like it's like uh what's the other one that they, uh, like foobar it's one of those things right um, okay so it's kind of one of those um yeah, yeah. one of those phrases yeah so mm-hmm. no good good film thoroughly good, enjoyed good. it yeah do you do um like any scoring systems at the end of yours Sean I, I tried for a bit but then yeah I kind of kind of didn't bother well oh, no, okay. I did it for a bit and then I kind of no. I mean, I, I think this is as, as good as you can get for a film. To be honest, I don't think. I was gonna say I don't think it's perfect, but I don't. I don't know what more. Mm-hmm. I don't know what more it could have done. To be honest, I mm-hmm. don't know. It's a bit rough around the edges. It looks a little bit yeah. rough around the edges because I don't have yeah. the four K. <laughs> Just got the DVD, but. Uh, but it no, does I look don't. good in. I, I was, if you get if you do it, get around to getting a four K player and stuff. The some of the the especially older films that I'm sure you you will you enjoy, um, especially if they've been shot in thirty five millimeter film. If it mm-hmm. says from a from a from the source from that, they're gonna look amazing in four K. So yeah. um, I can I can that's something to look out for when you're looking on the back of things. Well, I wonder if they've done Sorry, I don't, I, I'm just thinking it out loud. Sorry, I mm. wonder if they've made a 4K of Zulu. I bet that would look amazing. Um, I don't know. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to yeah. look in that. I don't. Yeah. I haven't looked myself, but I'm pretty. Yeah, at some point, because they're, they're starting to, but for me, like certain things, and like they just kind of throw them out there now a lot more frequently now. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know this was going to come out in in 4K, and it's 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 a it's a it's a great time to get back into. To, to films that you might not have seen for a while especially yeah. or it's like for the first time you've seen all these classic films and you're seeing them in the best quality yeah. this is what i kind of appreciate about um in physical media now yeah um that yeah. aspect it's it's, it's a, don't get me wrong it's a very expensive hobby <laughs> but um but to appreciate them and get all the extras and all the other bits yeah. you know it's like it's, it's that's yeah. why we podcast Paul, so we can keep the money yeah, exactly 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 yeah 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 right uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, yeah. Uh, it, uh, well, I'm actually funny you mentioned all the films because I am, I am gonna start doing um, kind of an old. I'm gonna go back and do a lot of classic films, but I don't mean like the nineties. The I mean like the fifties, the sixties. Yeah. I've done a few yeah, here yeah. and there, but I think mm-hmm. I'll go right back and start doing some old, some cr- cracking older films because I think, I think it's maybe maybe it's because like my dad brought me up on films. Yeah, a lot of the nineties stuff, but also and some eighties stuff, but also because his dad, his dad watched cowboy films. Like I was brought up on a lot of, funny enough for, a, for someone who's British, a lot of John Wayne stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Brought up on films. I've got the DVD of this uh, Shenandoah, which was James Stewart, which is about mm-hmm. like a family and, and films where they didn't have Swiss Family Robinson. I don't know it's Disney, but where they, they yeah. didn't have any seat they didn't have anything like like now you've got actors who if you put them back in the 50s or the 40s or the 60s they'd be like get off you're terrible because there's just <laughs> I nothing know, yeah there's not sorry i get what you mean <laughs> no no i get i get what you mean exactly because yeah i mean when we've reviewed older films particularly with 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 sophie and she really pref- 
she really likes the ones that are kind of like black and white. They are like It's a Wonderful Life and stuff where it's kind of all about the dialogue and that's all you had to work with. There was no fancy yeah. effects to rely on to be like, oh, look at this. This looks flashy, doesn't it? Yeah. And and all that kind of stuff. It's That doesn't always work for her, but any terms in terms of characters working back and forth between each other and it's real and it's raw and it, you feel the emotion, then that ultimately works better for her. Yeah. And I kind of agree with that in some aspects Yeah, in films. It just, cool, yeah. cool Hand Luke, have you seen that one? I've... I've seen part part of the way through it, um, but I haven't seen. I it's on. I need to see it to its conclusion, really. I but I know it's. I know it's a very good one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. just not because there's nothing like you were saying. There's there's nothing to hide behind. There's no. You know, it, there's there's nothing to kind of oh look at this. There's nothing to distract you, as you said. You've said it better than me. I'm just rambling, but <laughs> you know, there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I I love this film and. Um, I, th- I think the apologies to the uh, doors getting open and shut, but never mind. It's podcasting. What can you do? But I, I watched mm-hmm. it and I really enjoyed it. And it, it, especially when I, I mean, it was a long day at work for me today, longer than usual, and a busy day as well. I got in and a lot of the time I put a film on and I watch a bit of it and I'm like, I'm starting to nod off. But I was right with this. Engrossed. So yeah, because yeah. that's a thing. I don't know if you found this um, as as I can have a last point because I know I've kept you for a while. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, that's okay they're, they're like you know you, now now that i podcast and i watch films for a reason kind of for a reason you know so i'm sat making a few notes about oh talk about this and i like this line this that and the other sometimes you kind of you you watch them and you're thinking oh god i hope this whole i hope this holds up you know when you that's kind of what i thought about this i thought i hope i don't watch it and start picking narcs out of it and thinking oh that wasn't great and this wasn't great and it just it just didn't happen in this and i thought yeah. That was great. Have you found that yourself? Because I know I, a few times I've gone, oh, I didn't... Like, Night of the Living Dead 1990 did not stand up as well as I remembered as a teenager. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, to be honest, I think it's been more when uh, we've, me and Sophie, we've started doing the the ones where we both haven't seen the film, so I've got no idea what to expect, and then generally that's the ones that were like, oh, that was a bit of a, a, bit of a letdown, maybe. Um or um, I think there was one where I kind of thought I hadn't seen Source Code, the the Jake Gyllenhaal film, in a while. So I thought oh, that's a nice season. Well, that's quite a short one. Let's let's do that. I think that might be some content from that. And that was that was okay on reflection. I think in like mm, I don't know how much we'll get out of this, but in terms of di- uh, you know back and forth talking about it. But it's it, it, sometimes you, you get those things. Sometimes you remember them, especially if you haven't seen them in a while. How good they were and how if how much you'll get out of them how the other how much the other person especially if you co-host will get out of it as well but it's it's yeah. you know it's, you try and make it work as you best you can yeah yeah beauty of having a co-host i i don't have them <laughs> i don't have any yeah <laughs> <laughs> i steal everybody else's but no yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to have you back on and um yeah just give me a shout um what was i gonna say no thanks for coming on um i don't do a rating system i tried for a bit it wasn't, wasn't for me because i was forgetting That's... half the time and yeah, who's who's yeah. who, who's bothered? Like people make their own minds up. Ratings are yeah. so subjective, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. As our opinions. <laughs> but no, thanks for coming on. And uh, would you like to tell um, the people listening uh, who you are, what your podcast is all about, yeah. and, and what upcoming things you've got coming up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm part of the show called SP Film Viewers. Um, me and my partner Sophie, we do movie reviews. 
particularly ones about uh, films that she hasn't seen before. And that's always normally a laugh if it's, especially if it's something that I'm kind of subjecting her to that, you know, just to get a reaction. But we do also cover some of the, like the classics and um, some of my favorites really. Um, and then we also now we're doing ones where we we're both um, covering exploring a film that we've neither of us have seen before so that's always that's always fun um and you can find us on obviously wherever you get your podcasts from your apple podcast spotify all that kind of stuff um and then we are on social media uh on twitter instagram tiktok sometimes when we do the clips uh under the handle sp underscore film viewers and for the future we obviously we're taking a little little break uh, for the lead up to the wedding uh, at the end of the month in October. Congratulations! Uh, and then, thank you. <laughs> and um, then once we obviously once we, we're back from the honeymoon, then we'll be kind of back to regular scheduled programming. And then obviously, what's so like will be leading up to Christmas, so we'll be doing Christmas films. Yeah, yeah. I know Christmas yeah. is really around the corner. Well, it, it, yeah, yeah. Really it's is, exciting. yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, go over. It's already and... in the shops. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't. I heard somebody on the radio today saying they'd already started the Christmas shopping. My mum's probably even finished hers, <laughs> honestly. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> go over and <laughs> go over and check out uh, Paul and Sophie's podcast. It's it's a good laugh. I enjoy the podcasts that, that have that kind of tune for all, especially when someone hasn't seen a film. That was originally <laughs> the idea of this. There, I'd review films I'd never seen before, but I did that many duds. That didn't last very long. Uh, but yeah, no, you can also find Review Yourself on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, it's at your... No, it's not. Instagram is Review Yourself Podcast 2021. Longest hand in the world. And the uh, Twitter one is at Yourself Review. Uh, so yeah, just g- give me a shout. Is Good Pods considered a social media? Or is it just an app? I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, it kind of is and it isn't. Uh, I know it's kind of like the ups and downs of like when you score, where you're ranking yeah. things. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not do I. <laughs> but no, but uh, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Paul, and thanks to anybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, it. thank you for having me. Cheers. You're welcome.